Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. 2021 was a huge year for the sports betting industry, and it looks like 2022 could be even bigger. And when we want to find out the latest in the sports betting and gambling scene, we turn to our friends from Better Collective and USBets.com. This week is no exception because the first time on the show, we are going to be talking with Mark Saxon. Mark just started with Better Collective, but he has been a sports writer for decades, and he's also a voter for the Baseball Hall of Fame, by the way. We're going to talk to Mark about baseball, sports betting, and what we can expect this year in the New York sports betting market. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. During these difficult times, we understand how important it is to stay healthy and safe. With so many of us confined to our homes and not being able to work, we feel the financial burden more than ever. Many folks lost their jobs and businesses. Others were furloughed and some are working from home at reduced pay. Keeping up with your bills is not easy under these circumstances. If you have credit card debt and cannot keep up with your monthly payments, we at Debt Fix Pros are here to help. Give us a call to see how we can reduce your interest rates and lower your monthly payments. Protect your credit and let us help you find a solution that fits your needs. We, your friends at Debt Fix Pros, are here to help. Let us take care of your credit card debt so you can focus on what is really important. Call for a free phone consultation at 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. That's 800-919-6011. 800-919-6011. United we stand. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. You're listening to House of Cards. I'm talking sick piles of money. I'm talking lay on your bed in your Vegas room, throw the money in the air, and dance as it showers down on your money. I'm talking frosted glass limo money. I'm talking big cowboy hat, silver, turquoise buckle money. I'm talking gambling. I am in love with you. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. Nonstop news is coming out of the sports betting world and from the sports world itself, especially Major League Baseball. And I think we have the perfect guest to talk about this. He just started with Better Collective and USBets.com to write about the sports betting industry, but he has been a sports writer for decades. For the first time on the show, Mark Saxon is on the line. Mark, thanks for joining us. 
Guys, what's going on? It's good to be with you and uh, looking forward to delving into some of the uh, some of the topics in uh, the betting world, which I'm sort of getting getting my head around as I get started here. Uh, no, it's great to have you on. And like I said, it's your first time on the show. So welcome. And uh, but you've been a sports writer for years. Uh, tell us about your background and what sports you've covered. So no bells or anything for first time on the yeah, show, or right. like yeah. there, we're going to you can have edit in later. <laughs> I, we're going to put in horns and uh, things like that, uh, sound effects later. That's post production. Okay, great. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, I I um came at it, I guess, what would I call it, the mainstream uh, sports journalism world, started out in newspapers like a lot of people. Um, and then in 1998, I started covering Major League Baseball. And that was the bulk of my career. Um, mostly on the West Coast, I worked at a couple newspapers out there. I worked at ESPN starting in 2009. I was there eight years, nine years, I think. And then I went to The Athletic and covered the St. Louis Cardinals, and that was my last stop. But, you know, I, I just always sort of was watching what was happening in the gambling world, sort of behind the scenes, super intrigued by it, even when I was, you know, at all the places I just mentioned, because I just kind of grew up with that. You know, I, I, I knew what, how to read a line when I was about seven or eight years old. Um, you know, my dad would take me to Fairmont Park here in in St. across the river in St. Louis. And I learned to read a daily racing form at about the same age. So, uh, when the better collective opportunity came up, I really jumped at it because it's an industry I'm really fascinated with right now. Well, as you said, you've covered the MLB extensively over the years. Uh, I guess the big story in the MLB right now is the lockout. I mean, it certainly affects sports fans and sports betters. I mean, in this area, I know Mets fans are, are just, don't even want to hear about lockout and they want to start the season tomorrow with their new coach and their new pitchers and everything like that. But in your opinion, do you think this lockout will last long? I mean, there's so much money to be made on both sides of the, uh, the conflict here. Do you think this is going to drag on into the season? Yeah. Well, you know that, um, that both sides know that of course, and they know what's at stake in terms of, Baseball is at a bit of a tenuous situation right now when you compare it with other sports, and we know all the reasons, right? The, yeah. the pace of the game, all these things. But what's funny, like on a sports gambling uh, uh, angle, to me anyway, with, with baseball is, you know, in some ways it's kind of the perfect sport for in-game wagering. Oh, it's because great. Because it yeah. is. Right. And it is slow, so it's very easy to have enough time to say, okay, you know, even on this next pitch, will it be a strike? Will it be a ball? Will it be a hit? Will it be a, you know, to, to what extent you can do that? Whereas in the NBA, trying to get yeah. good luck, trying to get that in before the guy drives to the basket, right? That or hockey is terrible for in-play betting. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so there's a real golden opportunity to kind of jump in uh, along with the other sports. And I, I'm sure they'd like to do that. Um, but there's this problem and that is that these two sides don't get along very well. And I do think the players probably from their perspective, they've lost the last two CBAs. I think that's pretty clear and they do want to push for some things. And I think what they really want to push for is accelerating the service time clock so that, you know, maybe after, uh, two years you get to arbitration and maybe after five years you get to free agency. That makes a huge difference. You know, teams are more willing 
to give big contracts to 20-something players than they are to 30-something players. So all those things are enormously important. Um, I just really hope that, you know, the, the, that it doesn't get so heated that they back off and, and miss that first deadline of the first spring training report dates, and then you get another deadline, the first spring training games. I really hope we're not pushing all those deadlines and then maybe bumping up to an opening day that can't happen on time. Um, I'm not I'm not optimistic just based on, you know, the characters I know who are kind of at the top of this thing right now. Now, uh, sticking with the MLB, one of the coolest things that I read was you're a voter for the MLB Hall of Fame. I mean, for me, that's just incredible. It's such the coolest thing that I I, I love talking to the uh, voters for the Hall of Fame. And I always want to ask a sports writer. So forgive me if this is a dumb question, but how does one get to be a voter for the Baseball Hall of Fame? I wish I could tell you it's from, you know, being so brilliant and, you know, writing such. <laughs> you, you could tell me that. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really not. It's kind of like uh, I think it was Woody Allen who said 75 percent of success in life is just showing up. Uh, all you got to do is write for a certain number of years at a you know, reputable place and, and have a, you really, what you really need to do is have a baseball writers association of America card mm -hmm. for 10 years. And then you qualify for voting. And I do still have an active card because I was, you know, I was writing about baseball this year, this calendar year even. But, um, and then what happens is you retain it for another 10 years after you stop writing about baseball on a daily basis. So, it's really a system built, you know, just to have people who kind of have eyes on the game, around the game, or talking to people in the game. But the interesting thing about voting, and I've seen this tremendously change in just my time, you know, whatever it is, 25, 23 years covering the game, and that is, it's really all, almost entirely, you know, statistical-based now, mm -hmm. um, looking at the most deserving people with a little bit of you know, character clause sprinkled in because you you do have that that part is very clear in the voting. You do have to look at a player's character, however you define that. Um, but generally, it's really we're all about isolating the very best players and trying to pick those guys. And of course, there are complicating factors. There's what what substances were they using now that you have to look <laughs> at, especially for a certain era. So um, it it is a really cool process it's a fun process but in the era of social media it can also be a little bit damaging because everybody comes at you okay hold that thought we're going to take a quick break see you on the other side Attention, here is something big banks don't want you to know about your IRA or 401k. You can store your retirement savings where you can actually see, touch, and hold it in your hands with a Paradigm Gold or Silver IRA. You can transfer a portion of your savings to physical gold and silver coin and store them where you can see them. The stock market is close to its all-time high and your retirement might be at risk again. But you can trust Paradigm Gold Group to help. Call 800-417-3932. 
800-417-3932. Paradigm Gold Group is a gold IRA leader. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau, where gold and silver has been in the family business for over 40 years. Call for your free guide to Paradigm's Gold IRA. Protect your retirement savings today with Paradigm. Call 800-417-3932. 800-417-3932. Free stuff is awesome. But free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Mark Saxon from Better Collective and usbets.com. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, I want to congratulate my father and all the other Brooklyn Dodger fans with Gil Hodges finally getting into the Hall. I, I'm, I'm, that's one of those guys, you know, you hear his name, you think he was already in there, but he wasn't. But for followers of the Hall of Fame, and you know, I, and I know overseas books, actually, you can place bets on who's going to get into the Hall of Fame. What should they uh. be looking for with regard to people, uh, the, the prospects for the Hall of Fame. Is there a lock in this class to get into the Hall? Well, I don't know this particular class. You know, you would normally see a David Ortiz and an Alex Rodriguez first time on the ballot, sure. but a lot of guys have trouble getting in first time, especially when they've linked, been linked um, through reports in this case, or in Alex Rodriguez's case, to more than reports to mm-hmm. testing. Um, when they've been linked to PED. So I, I don't think either of those guys will get in on the first ballot. The guy who was trending in a, in a very positive direction was Scott Rowland. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got a pretty good shot. But there are pretty good uh, Hall of Fame uh, ballot trackers now. Uh, a fellow named Ryan Thibodeau runs one on Twitter. And I think like Savvy Betters, if you were going to you know really research that, there's a lot of resources out there now. And it's really... You can kind of do it just based on trends. So if Scott Rowland, you know, I don't have these numbers off the top of my head, but if five years ago he was getting 45% of the vote and now he's at 72, that certainly looks like he's going to get that 75% threshold. So keep an eye on guys like that. It's guys who are sort of gaining momentum. And Scott Rowland is one of those guys who really benefits from analytics and defensive analytics specifically because I don't think that his offensive numbers alone get him in. Um, but the defense might. So I, I, he's all, I, I guess the reason I'm bringing up Scott Rowland is I've always been on the fence about Scott Rowland. 
I, you know, I voted for him last year for the first time. This year, I did not vote for him just because I reevaluated it. But he's kind of right, right on that border for me. You know, I'm hearing his name a lot. I told you I'm in New Jersey, so I get New York media and Philadelphia media outlets. And both cities are talking about the players that played in their city with the potential to get into the hall. And Roland was a Philadelphia Philly. The Philadelphia outlet actually called Jonathan Papelbon a former Philadelphia Philly. And I really don't associate him with the Phillies, but um, (laughs) it's very interesting. You don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. No, it's uh, I think we caught him at the uh, tail end of his uh, craziness. But, you know, I, I, as an interviewer, I'm always trying to find a transition from one subject to another. So uh, I was trying to think of a way to transition from the Hall of Fame to sports betting. And the only way I can think of was Pete Rose. <laughs> and I and I know <laughs> I know uh, Better Collective has a great podcast called Gamble On. And Pete Rose was a uh, guest on uh gamble on and give oh, i gotta i gotta listen to that one oh now. yeah so that was Doug and uh and uh and john yes yes oh they had pete rose on I'm a couple sorry. of weeks ago so but uh, um, but um I'm, I'm curious given baseball's acceptance of sports betting and the deals that they're making do you see a day when pete rose will get into the hall of fame or is that a bridge too far or will someone in the veterans division of the voting say, Hey, maybe Shula's Joe should get in because all of a sudden now we're accepting of sports betting. Boy, it, you know, it's hard to predict that, you know, I don't think it'll happen with sort of the current um, uh, management group at MLB. It certainly wasn't going to happen under Bud Selig. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have been around Rob Manfred several times. I, I feel like about, I want to say, five or six years ago, this was a hotter topic. He would be asked about that a lot. And there was a brief moment where he seemed to, when he first came in, where he seemed to have a thaw. And he was at least allowing Pete Rose to commission to get to get um, his ban lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, he elected not to do that. And I think he'll stick to his guns. But... I guess the short answer would be sure if a different commissioner comes in, it's possible. But I think the reason both of those guys, Shoeless Joe and Pete Rose, are viewed differently than guys who just sort of cheated is that, you know, that's so fundamental to the integrity of the game, not gambling on games. And it's and you know, when you're a baseball writer, the first day you ever do it, you walk into a clubhouse, the rules are posted right there on the wall and. I think three languages, um, English, Spanish, and Japanese. So they're pretty staunch about that one. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think in my lifetime, I don't know how old you are, whether it'll happen in your lifetime, but I'm, I'm not expecting it anytime soon. You mentioned that you have a lot of contact with the MLB. Are you surprised of how far they've come in their change of policies and attitudes when it comes to sports betting. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago living in New Jersey, that was the case that was fighting to allow sports betting across the country. And they were their position was the most evil thing you can do is place a bet on one of our games. But it looks like, you know, you, you look at the uh, billboards in the uh, stadiums are all DraftKings and FanDuel and Caesars and things like that. So are, are you are you surprised covering the MLB as long as you have as maybe they're a bit of an acceptance towards sports betting? Yeah, I have been a little bit surprised. Um, and, you know, the Cardinals are, are the same way. I live here in St. Louis, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, and 
you know, I mean, that this has been a really, you know, pretty squeaky clean organization uh, for many years. The notion when I was a kid of the Cardinals sort of endorsing sports gambling would have been absolutely unheard of in this region. You know, it's a more socially kind of conservative region, a more religious area, I guess, than some er other areas of the country. But look, it's kind of mirrors how quickly society has completely flipped on the issue, right? And, yeah, yeah. and there, it, it, it's similar, you know, once that, you know, once once the Supreme Court cleared the hurdles. So now what you've got, you know, the Cardinals are actually frustrated with the state of Missouri and how slowly it's happening here because a lot of their fans can go across the river to Illinois and make a bet, you know, any minute, you know, as soon as they get going and they want a piece of that revenue like all these other teams, right? They're, they're always looking for that, you know, next uh, stream of revenue. And one of the things I think that's going to be difficult is to get the media rights that teams have been getting, the huge, huge TV contracts, because we've seen what's happening kind of in the TV world with cord cutting. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to get the revenues from TV that they got. And so I think they're looking for new streams. And what's the old expression in journalism? Follow the money, right? Yep. Yep. So everybody, all these teams are lining up to get their share, I think. Now, you just started writing for Better Collective, concentrating on the sports betting industry. How big of a transition is that for you? I mean, are you talking with the same contacts at the league? And do you think they'll be as open to you when they know you're writing about sports betting instead of the actual sport itself? Yeah, so thus far, I started last week. And the source, you know, to answer that question, the sources are completely different, mm -hmm. right? I, yeah. I mean, I'm talking to, you know, at this point, lobbyists and PR agencies and um, politicians. And, you know, so it's still sort of an, a lot of this stuff is still in the kind of the legislative stages. Oh, and also, of course, you know, people who work at the at the operators, casinos and sure. other other, you know, mobile sports betting, all, all these companies that are sort of doing this stuff. It is different. But um and I think eventually, you know, when I start talking to people in the league, I think they will actually be open to it. You know, like we we referenced earlier, you know, the CBA. Mm -hmm. I wonder whether the emergence of sport, you know, legalized sports gambling will cause a few changes in the CBA. Um, one thing you wonder about is players, whether they might, you know, want a little more security if people are betting on one pitch and potentially losing a lot of money on one pitch in the heat of the moment, they could get frustrated right at, at yeah. the stadium. So I think that that could be an issue in the CBA and that's something I'll be exploring at some point. Um, I wonder what closers think about, you know, in game, you know, <laughs> wagering because yeah. those are the guys who look really bad. So all that stuff is really in play and it's why that I think I'm so excited for this job. There's just so much to write about with such a new kind of booming uh, trend in our society. It's really an exciting time for all of us. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? 
Then let VCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry, with payments as low as $68 per month, or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-308-8291 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-308-8291. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-308-8291. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. Hey, this is Dave Weishaud from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of December 27th, 2021. MGM International has agreed to sell the Mirage to Hard Rock International. The deal is expected to be completed by the second half of 2022 with a price tag over $1 billion. The Mirage opened on the Las Vegas Strip in 1989, was acquired by MGM in 2000, and is best known for its iconic volcano on its property. 2021 was a record year in gaming for Pennsylvania. Through October 2021, the Keystone State generated almost $4 billion in gross gaming revenue. In October, Pennsylvania set an all-time monthly high with $425.9 million in gaming revenue. During the year, slot machines in Pennsylvania generated $1.9 billion in revenue, iGaming generated $1 billion, and Table Games generated over $758 million for the state. And finally, New Jersey may have a new online casino soon. Jackpocket announced that it has gained market access in the Garden State through its deal with Caesars Interactive Entertainment. Jackpocket is the leading lottery app in the United States, operating in 10 states, including New Jersey, Texas, and New York. Jackpocket will be the first third-party lottery service to have an online casino in New Jersey. I can't wait to try it out. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. 
You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. No. Five to one. No. Ten to one. You're on. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Mark Saxon from Better Collective and USBets.com. Over the past couple of months, I interviewed the vice president of gaming for NASCAR and PGA. And these are positions that didn't even exist a couple of years ago. Do you think <laughs> that in the near future we're going to see that, like, for the MLB, a uh, an executive position dealing with gaming and gambling? And do you think other leagues will start having those positions at their executive levels? Oh, absolutely. And I, I'd be shocked if, you know, that that's not happening right now. If they're not surveying sort of the industry and figuring out how they need to position themselves and, yeah, maybe having a very powerful, you know, executive running that. Um, Rob Manfred, say what you will about him. He is absolutely pragmatic about everything. And he's going to jump in, you know, with two feet into the gambling trend because, look, who pays his salary? It's the owners, right? And, again, I think they're all looking for these, you know, robust and bankable revenue streams. I think they're all worried about the, the media revenue, like, like I kind of you know, mentioned earlier. Look, we, we, we don't live in a world where you know, it's not all about television and radio anymore or newspapers. It's about the Internet, yeah. and it's about you know, people getting information elsewhere. So, yeah, I mean, if they're not already all over that, I mean, there's something seriously wrong at the top, and, I, and I'd be surprised if that were the case. Now we spoke about the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, which is in New York, and that is one of the markets that you'll be reporting on for Better Collective. Mobile And mobile sports betting is coming to New York, and that's one of the big stories that's happening in the sports betting industry. I know living here in New Jersey, uh, that's striking fear in a lot of hearts, and especially the gambling institutions in the Garden State. Uh, but you recently you wrote an article on nyonlinegambling.com talking about the high tax rate for sports betting operators in New York and how that could possibly drive business to New Jersey, which is just wonderful to hear for a lot of people in New Jersey who's in the sports betting industry down in that state. What is your take on the sports betting industry in New York and what impact do you think it'll have not only locally but nationally? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good question. I think, you know, people say, um, well, if these taxes were so high, why are all these people trying to get to New get into New York, right into that market? And I think the answer to that is kind of obvious when you think it through. And that is, New York is kind of the, it's in a lot of ways, it's, you know, still the media capital of the United States. It's a huge population. You kind of got to get in there to have a real national footprint. And of course, you know, even though their margins are small with such a high tax rate, they're they're banking on volume and also just the prestige of being in the New York market, you know, making that, you know, if you're eventually going to try to get into California, you know, and, and you're trying to convince legislators out there that you're one of the big boys, um, you know, being in New York certainly helps. So I think they're going to try. But, yeah, for the individual gambler, you know, with a 51 percent 
tax rate on mobile betting in New York, and I think it's 14 and a quarter in New Jersey. I think yeah. it's going to be challenging for the New York books to offer the promotions that New Jersey can, or even Pennsylvania, even though they have a relatively high 36% rate. Um, I think it'll be hard for them to offer the promotions. And so you, what you might see is the, the big fish, uh, the, the people laying the big money are still going to go across the bridge or the tunnel and uh, come visit you guys. And, uh, you know, you'll see them, you know, that, that the traffic on the bridges and tunnels, I don't <laughs> think it's going to get any better for a while. By the way, they call it the George Washington <laughs> Casino. I'm not joking. That's what everyone calls it. <laughs> But but do you think that the potential for that happening, I mean, New Jersey actually still maintaining a lot of New York customers, is that enough incentive for New York lawmakers to consider, you know, maybe we should change this tax rate? You know, I, I wonder about that in the long run. And I spoke with um, uh, uh, Bill Pascrell III, who's a, a very kind of powerful and connected uh, lobbyist from, from New Jersey. He's a great um, interview, think- too. Always the best yeah. quotes. <laughs> He's terrific, isn't he? I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that conversation. Uh, but what he was, yeah, he was saying about 25% of New Jersey's online handle is from New Yorkers. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much that's going to change. We'll have to see. I think the novelty of being able to not, not go across will probably good, be good enough for people at first and also to avoid that hassle, of course. Um, but, you know, it's it still is going to happen, I think, to some extent. And uh, and New Jersey has also just has the advantage of having been up and running longer. Um, you know, some of the amenities are maybe more set up. Um, you know, one of the cool things and I wrote about this yesterday, eventually, I think they will have kiosks mm-hmm. um, around in various places at Madison Square Garden, Yankee Stadium, City Field. Um, you know, I don't know the ten- Arthur Ashe. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like, too. People can just walk up to a terminal and make their bets that way. So um, there's going to be a lot of options. We'll have to see how it, how it pans out. But I, I think it's still an interesting question with that high a tax rate. Now, you mentioned that in another article you wrote for NYOnlineGambling.com. Mobile sports betting in New York hasn't even started yet. Now there's a bill to uh, put kiosks in stadiums, horse tracks, and OTBs. With regard to the kiosks, are, are these a reality in the near future? No, that's the problem. Um, it's going to be at least a calendar year and maybe as long as 20 months before those are up and running, just the way that, uh, you know, political processes work. So that's a bit of a bummer. So I think we'll have people will be able to bet on their phones before they can do that. But, you know, for those who either you know, don't have an, the, the, the advantage, I guess, that the kiosk really offers is you can make a cash bet. Um, they're not only going to be for people with accounts. You can go up and simply, I don't know whether you can insert a credit card, but maybe a debit card, certainly, or cash and make a bet that way. So I think that will help with some people who aren't maybe quite as, um, you know, quite, don't make quite as many wagers. They don't want to have an account or they don't want to put a big stake in. So I think that'll, That'll kind of help with that to some extent. And then eventually, you know, there is also movement on getting a casino in downstate New York. They're kind of starting to take, uh, you know, bids on that and they'll sort through that. That's going to be obviously with construction involved. That'll be years down the the line. But boy, I mean, if you like to wager, you like action in New York, you're going to have a lot more options than you did 
you know, ever before, right? Yeah, they're, they're even talking about a new casino maybe in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. So if you have <laughs> – there's going to be casinos probably eight, eight miles apart in northern Jersey and uh, southern New York. So it, it should be an interesting couple of years here. Yeah, my goodness, that'll be amazing, I think. You know, I think you're going to see a lot of people jumping on buses, right? Yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting in traffic in for hours now. I, I can't even imagine dealing with two casinos up there. It's ridiculous. Well, back to um, the mobile uh, sports betting in New York. I mean, are, are there any dates now? Because I, I told you off air, I, I listened to New York sports radio and I heard DraftKings coming soon to New York, so register now. Uh, this morning on television, it was uh, CBS New York and they had Caesars coming soon to New York. I mean, can we infer that I, I'm not saying days away, but weeks away, a month away is have you heard anything about a launch date considering they're yeah. buying ad now? Yeah, they're being a little bit vague on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're saying from the state level is that by the Super Bowl. So okay. I guess, yeah, weeks away. So you know, but there's no guarantee that would happen. I would think somebody would have the tech up and running by then. Um, but that's what they're saying. So I guess I believe the Super Bowl this year is on February 13th. So that that gives us, what, about seven weeks to have it up and running? That, that seems kind of realistic to me. Um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of regulations that they have to get right. And they have to make sure they can, you know, get the geolocation right and that, you know, that it's responsible. So... They do have to follow the letter of the law, so that will take a little time. But, yeah, I, I think by the Super Bowl, you know, maybe maybe this year um, you won't see quite the cavalcade of uh, betters coming across to your neighborhood to place those wagers. Now, you've been in the media a long time, and uh, every sports league I've talked to about sports betting has used the term fan engagement, and they mostly mm-hmm. achieve that through their media deals. I know the shows coming out of New York and Philadelphia, there's about four or five betting shows a, a day, uh, locally mm-hmm. anyway. I mean, with awful names, The Betting Exchange and Odds With Ends, which is the world's worst title of a show anyway i mean in the coming years do you think we're going to see that more of that across the country i mean more programming in the sports media in the form of sports betting oh no question and and i think it's a way for these these teams these leagues to stay in the conversation right i mean fan engagement that's a great a great term um so you have all these shows, if they're talking about the Mets and they're talking about, even if they're talking about, you know, what a disaster it ends up being after signing all these great players like Scherzer and, and, and getting Buck Showalter, what if it blows up? You know, we've seen that happen in baseball. But on the other hand, they'll be talking about it to death, right? And yeah, yeah. what's the old P.T. Barnum thing? All, all publicity <laughs> is good publicity. So, yeah, if they're in the conversation, that's where they want to be. And you want people talking about you on Twitter. You want them, you know, talking about you, whether it's gambling or it's just, you know, diehard fans living and dying with how you're doing. That fan engagement, that that connection is crucial. And it's why I think, you know, teams are asking their players to do a little bit more and to show a little more personality on social media. They're getting more comfortable with that because all of it ends up being good for the brand in the end, you know, assuming it's not you know, terrible publicity, like a crime or something, it all ends up sort of feeding the conversation and relevance, especially in a place like New York, where, 
you're always looking for relevance, right? I mean, if you're the Mets, getting getting pub over the Yankees is not easy a lot of times. So yeah, yeah I mean, I think that I think that fan engagement is a huge way, a very good lens to look at kind of what these teams are trying to do right now. What do you see as some of the big stories in the sports betting industry, and what are some of the stories that you're working on right now? Yeah, so I'm, I'm you know, this week is a little lighter. I'm, I'm going to do an Army uh, Bowl preview. Okay. That that I'm kind of looking forward to. One of the things I love about bowl season are these just strange matchups, right? So you get <laughs> an, a triple option Army team against kind of a bad to mediocre SEC team in Mizzou who doesn't have a very good defense. Um, so there's a lot of ways where, you, you know, I think there are a lot of ways to make money in, in that kind of setting versus, you know, an NFL game where, as we're seeing in recent weeks, where there's just so much parity. Anybody can beat anybody. You know, the Lions blowing out the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know that that happens in college. If Alabama plays, you know, UTEP or something, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right? So I think it's that that's kind of interesting. Um, I am working on uh, the, a New York casino story, the Rush Gaming uh, uh bid with the state actually has some details in it most of them are redacted so i'll be i'll be reporting on some of the details in that um and then just you know i we're kind of i'm we're, oh, i am working on one more story that i think will be a lot of fun and that's a, the year in review of uh baseball wagering oh, all man. the crazy long shots that came in <laughs> You know, I'm going to dig out, you know, the guy who bet on Otani to win the MVP or the handful of people who bet on that or, you know, somebody who made an in-game wager when a team had a seven-run rally. I've, I've already started finding some little examples, and it's going to be a lot of fun once I compile them and throw them all together. So I'm looking forward to that. That should run late late this week. And then, of course, in terms of what's kind of developing, a lot of that's kind of at the legislative level. So we react and there's so much happening around the country in various, you know, how, you know, state legislatures and whatnot, that there's always something to write about. So it's really kind of fun to be working in a time when there's this much activity around the country. And, you know, that's that's kind of where we are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to read of that. Mark, we're running out of time, but can you give out your website where people can read your articles and your social media address so people can follow what you're working on? Sure, I'll, I'll hit the social media first, just because I that that's a real easy way for people to connect. I'm at Mark A. Saxon on Twitter. That's probably where I'm the most active um, on the social media side. And then, as you, you you referenced, NY Online Gambling, that'll be kind of my bread and butter okay. for the daily coverage. Uh, also, U.S. Bets Sports Handle. Um, and any of the other state sites that Better Collective has, and we're in a ton of states now, um, will all be places you could find my work going forward. And thanks thanks for that question. Mark Saxon from Better Collective, nyonlinegambling.com and usbets.com. Thanks so much for coming on and giving us your insight on the sports betting industry. We're looking forward to reading all your articles in nyonlinegambling.com and all the other Better Collective sites. So please come back on and fill us in on some of the stories you'll be working on in the future. Thanks a lot. Anytime, my pleasure, and I'm looking forward to hearing those bells uh, when you introduce me. Oh, when oh, I listen we're, to we're definitely putting them in. We're definitely putting <laughs> them in. Stick around. We'll Thank be right you so much. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards.
Tax Solutions Now is a complimentary referral service that connects callers to companies that provide tax services. Money matters. If you owe thousands in back taxes to the IRS, how much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I paid less than I owe. That's right. Money matters. So call Tax Solutions Now and get the IRS off your back. Since 2014, Tax Solutions Now has been a leader in the tax resolution industries. Remove wage garnishments, property liens, fines, and penalties. Qualify for the Fresh Start program or even uncollectible status. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you? I owed the IRS over $10,000. I paid a fraction of what I owed. Call now to reduce or even eliminate your back taxes. I called Tax Solutions Now and got the IRS off my back. Thanks. You saved us a ton of money. Money matters. How much can Tax Solutions Now save you call now and find out call 800-683-7377 800-683-7377 with some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market points bet simply stands out points bet is the only u.s online bookmaker to offer points betting where every yard every point every goal even every play matters same gay parlays good karma payouts early payouts and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports points bet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else take advantage of their no juice nfl game lines every week of the nfl season that's right points bet is giving higher payouts and you get 100 of the profits and now sign up with points bet today using promo code bet 21 and receive Receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000, plus you get a $10 free live bet on Sunday Night Football. Again, that's two risk-free bets up to $2,000 and the $10 free live bet for Sunday Night Football when you sign up at pointsbet.com with our code BET21. Stream live, bet live, win fast with PointsBet. Must be at least 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. New customers only. Problem gambler? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The weather is turning colder, but the action is just starting to heat up on the tables at Party Poker in New Jersey. Sign up with code EXIT7A and take advantage of Party Poker's new sign-up offer of $25 free, plus a first deposit match up to $600 and start playing poker online today. Daily tournaments, cash games, sit-and-goes. The Party Poker U.S. Network offers players an opportunity to participate in their favorite poker tournaments online every day, all day. And don't forget about their Sunday tournament featuring $35,000 in guaranteed prize money. So head on over to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with our promo code EXIT7A. New customers get $25 free when registering, plus you also get a first deposit match up to $600. That's code EXIT7A to get your $25 free when registering and your first deposit match up to $600. The cards are in the air at partypoker.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 and over and located in New Jersey. New patrons only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. People gotta win sometimes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Beating the House is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Don't wait. Join in the fun now. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. 
New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Grab a lion's share of the fun at BetMGM.com. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome to this week's Beating the House segment where we're going to be talking about the uh, slot machines, the casino wins, the bingo. Uh, we've even got a sports book win. Yeah, to, right. to talk about. We're going to talk about a, a bingo win? We've got a couple bad beat jackpots to talk oh, about this okay. time, too. So uh, we're going to start right off in New Jersey with Caesar's Sportsbook. Oh, I know what you're talking about. This is all over the news. I actually am amazed at this one. Uh, I Every so often I do throw in a sports bet in because it's such a unique parlay, and this is a very unique parlay. It's an incredible in parlay. Of, in terms of not just the different sports, but also uh, – the number of legs. Well, let me tell you something. Did, did Caesars post all the games involved in this parlay? Did they post all the legs in there? I have it right here. Oh, okay. Did they like they? I cannot it? go through all of that because it's a twenty-five leg parlay, twenty-five dollar bet, twenty twenty-five leg parlay. Unbelievable. It's a combination of NCAA and pro sports. Um, and it looks like it's a combination of, of money line and spreads. It's 10 spread bets, Unbelievable. 14 money line bets. You know, usually when you get like that kind of a big parlay, it's all like money line or something like that. But no, this is a combination. No, this this, this was a – and there's no teasers involved. You know, a lot of people were, were asking, you know, how did he this, this guy structure it differently or whatever – and again, twenty-five leg is kind of unusual because a lot of sports books do not allow twenty-five legs. Yeah, no, it's absolutely amazing. Some, some of them cap them at twenty. Yeah, and it was a twenty-five dollar bet too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wonder if he had actually bet more. So, how, how much did he actually win? The twenty-five leg. 25, you know, we're saying he is it a he? It's a he. It's a he. Okay. The twenty-five leg, twenty-five dollar bet parlay won two hundred and thirty-seven thousand five hundred and fifty-three dollars <laughs> and eleven cents. Wow. That is a big old congratulations to the player at Caesar Sportsbook in New Jersey. I like they topped it off with eleven cents. Well, the eleven cents <laughs> yeah, makes a difference. The eleven here. cents. That, that's that's the key. The eleven cents there. Um, going over from the sports books to the poker rooms. All right, we have a bad beat jackpot at the MGM Grand Detroit. Now, do I have to tell you where the MGM Grand, Grand Detroit is located? It's Detroit. Exactly. I would guess. I don't have to say Detroit, Michigan after that no. one. Uh, a record bad beat jackpot was hit at the MGM Grand Detroit. Wow. Man from Clinton Township dealt quad eights only to lose to quad queens. Wow. Oh, wow. And according to the press release, the extremely rare no-limit hold'em hand triggered a progressive jackpot, which over the last two years, no one's won this for two years now, the jackpot was $800,954. Wow. 40% went to the losing player, 320000 That's the guy with the quad eights, right. right? He was the loser. Such a loser. Yeah, player. right. Yeah, 320000 20% went to the winning player, 160000 And the remaining 40%, the uh, whatever was left over there, $80,000 each to the other four players at the table. 80000 each, yeah. huh? Oh, wow. Okay. I have to admit, if you're going to be part of a bad beat jackpot. Yeah, boy, you're just sitting there, huh? you, you got to hope for the least number of players at your table. Yeah, boy. Because that increases your share. Uh, but according to MGM Grand, uh, MGM Grand Detroit officials, 
This was the biggest bad beat jackpot in the casino's history. Casino's been around since 1999. Wow. It's also one, one of the largest in the United States history for bad beat jackpots. In 2018, Motor City Casino Hotel set the U.S. record, paying out a $1.068 million bad beat jackpot. Wow, something about Michigan with the bad beat jackpots, huh? Well, you know, it, it's, it's kind of interesting that the two highest happened in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, right. So, uh, but uh, is this is a bad beat city. This is the first time the bad beat jackpot's been hit at the MGM Grand Detroit since June 19th, 2019. Okay, staying with the bad beat theme of this uh, beat in the house segment. Uh, I normally don't do uh, online sites here, but uh, got to do it here. GG Poker. The bad beat jackpot was not hit once, not hit twice, but five times over a weekend. How the hell does that happen? Well, I have the entire list here, and suffice it to say, it's an amazing list. And the biggest one happened the fifth time. Okay. It was like almost growing and growing and growing. It was like uh, two bad beat jackpots happened in the space of 12 hours, too. You would think the last one would be the least, you know? It's it's bizarre. Well, the first one uh, was uh, a winner of $35,000 right. for losing the bad, for losing against the, if we're winning the bad beat, but losing the hand. Okay. Um, the four other players also won $2,800 at that table. 12 hours later... The same guy was involved in another bad beat jackpot. This time he won. He won 35000 Wow, okay. Uh, then another one happened. A straight flush versus a king high straight flush won, won $89,000 off a total jackpot of $144,000 jackpot. Then we had another one. Uh, where the winner of the hand saw their bankroll boosted by $27,000, while the players dealt into the hand walked away with 7000 each. Uh, then the last one. Um, the winner received a $352,000 <laughs> payout on the Bad Beat Jackpot. All one weekend long. This is an incredible amount of money. Wow. Okay. Uh I, well, first of all, you know, it's kind of interesting that the bad beat jackpot kept growing. It's, uh, it's interesting. I, I don't normally yeah, see... I different mean, games and things like that? I, I'm not too familiar with GG Poker. I'm not either, but it's it's kind of interesting that the amount of money kept going up and up and up. I mean, I guess maybe as the weekend progressed, more people started I guess on so, yeah. playing. Yeah. But uh, it's the first time I'm dealing with GG Poker. I, I mean, I know they did some stuff with... Um, I think they had some tournaments online, you know, for some of the other major things out there some partnerships but sure. uh, yeah i'm not too familiar with gg but anyway it was just such a unique occurrence five times over the weekend uh play sugar house is next up in pennsylvania uh play sugar house uh, made christmas a whole lot merrier for a reading area grandma who hit the mega jackpot on divine fortune oh, i love divine fortune 40 cent bet okay won wow okay um, according to uh, the release, the grandmother to seven and mom to four says she'll use the money to pay off her house and buy presents for her family. Oh, that's great. Uh, Rush Street Interactive has paid out the Divine Fortune Mega Jackpot to 98 winners in Pennsylvania on both platforms, Play Sugar House and Bet Rivers. 
total progressive jackpot payout so far, $13,615,000. I like Divine Fortune. It's a good machine. It's fun to play. Uh, you know, it's absolutely great to play. That's one of my favorite ones, especially when you're playing online slots in New Jersey. I guess they had it in Pennsylvania, too. I, I think it'd be more fun if I won the $182,000 on a 40-cent bet, but 40 it's still bet. a fun game to play. Wow, 40-cent bet. Going out to Vegas with the El Cortez now. A visitor from Minnesota hit the jackpot at El Cortez, turning a $5 bet into a $77,000 jackpot on a dollar storm machine. And uh, the reason this is big news is in the month of November, the El Cortez awarded eight big jackpots. December, oh, I'm sorry, this is December. I'm sorry, this is uh, for the month of December. Wow, uh, we're not even done with December yet. No, we're halfway through December. They have eight big jackpots. Oh, wow. December 1st, player won $14,000 playing Kino. Okay. Uh, you won Kino. It's a, it's an, uh, it's a machine game. Uh, in December 2nd, $13,000 was won on Dragon Link. On December 3rd, a player won $18,000 on Wolf Run Kino. Lots of Kino. Uh, on December 6th, a player won $18,000 on U1 Kino. And another player won 10000 on U1 Kino. So two jackpots in one day. I have to hit the El Cortez just for the Kino, huh? And not, and not to be finished with December 6th. It must have been a very lucky day. A player also won 13000 on video poker. Wow, big day at El Cortez. So uh, congratulations to all the winners in December for the El Cortez Casino and our last one of the week. We're going over to Michigan again. And right. We started in Michigan. We're going to end in Michigan. The Michigan Lottery. We seem to get a lot of Michigan Lottery stories. Uh, Jeffrey Phillips, age 62 of Washingtonawa, Wash, Washingtonawa. Washingtonaw. I'm totally mispronouncing that. I can't speak. Washingtonaw. Washingtonaw County. Yeah. Uh, told Michigan lottery officials the numbers on the winning Mega Millions ticket he bought from Polly's Country Market in Chelsea were the same numbers he has been playing every week for two years. He won a $2 million jackpot playing the same numbers for two years. I know people who do the lottery, they just keep their their ticket. You know, they run it through the machine and they, the guy gives them back their ticket. And I, I think uh, it on, just, you know, they're, they're where they choose their... Uh, their uh, numbers. Well, I think in some states they have the uh, cards where you can actually, you know, the gift cards where it has a set, uh, one set of numbers. Yeah. And you give them to people or you can get them yourself and you just keep playing the same numbers every day. It's already taken care of for you. Yeah. Well, uh, it, you, you can, I know, like I said, I know people who fill out their uh, sheet with their numbers and keep using that same sheet. Just the guy behind the counter just keeps giving it back to him. Yeah. I still haven't seen this anywhere, but I wonder if there's been a study done to see whether or not the hand-picked numbers versus the machine-picked numbers, which one wins more? Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't have numbers. I mean, anytime I buy the lottery, I just, you know, give me a quick pick. I just know there are some people who are dead set against doing quick picks. They mm -hmm. love doing the filling out the little sheet before they hand it in and all that stuff. But if anyone's done a study like that, I'd like to see the results, whether yeah, right. or not the quick picks are better in terms of winning percentage than the, uh, the hand-filled uh, sheet picks. Anyway, that's it for this week's Beat in the House segment. We uh, are always happy to see the uh, press releases coming in, giving us the rundowns of the different jackpots around the country, internationally as well. Uh, so please keep them coming in. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.